to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 278 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Happy belated Mother's Day to everybody. Ah, and here we sit. 10 winners through 12 races. I love everything about that. Uh, get into that here in just a little bit. Got a huge, huge show for everybody. Uh, Colleg Racing in the house tonight. Uh, man, mm, good to be back with, with a strong show. Let's put it that way. Um, so a couple things. So sorry about last week. Uh, you know, as, as I've mentioned, and, and I'll, I'll dive into it one more time here uh i obviously have no intentions of uh of, of hanging this thing up anytime soon uh but with a with a 12 week old uh newborn and, and getting adjusted with all that uh Lindsay's back to work i've obviously been back to work and and uh just just sometimes got to make sure i can give mama a break and keep her happy and, and all of that so that uh I can keep going strong with with the show and all of that. So um, there's going to be a couple breaks here and there, but uh, you know I'll be here. You know, and I know I haven't been there on social media that much. This week was crazy. Uh, I'll just say that. But uh, we're going to be promoting the hell out of this thing this week. We'll be on social media all week through uh, next weekend. All that good stuff. Uh, I'm here. Things are slowing down a little bit. So, uh, with that said, uh, this past Friday, uh, mother-in-law came over, babysat for a little bit, was able to take Lindsay downtown for a couple drinks. Uh, Saturday was cool, did some running around, couple stores, went to lunch with the little guy. And uh, Sunday, first Mother's Day for Lindsay, uh, you know, did it upright, breakfast, flowers, gifts from Alden. I uh, had the family over to celebrate and uh, had a great time. Uh, hope all the mothers out there had a uh, great Mother's Day. Um, Jeff Striegel, a couple weeks ago, he brought it, uh, as, as Jeff always does, on, on his 20th appearance on the show. Uh, and here's the cool thing. Uh, all three drivers on the show tonight uh i think that's around 15 appearances across them as well which is pretty cool uh was supposed to have all four colleague drivers uh we're, we're going to be missing one uh on tonight's show but we'll definitely be having him on down the road uh tonight you are going to hear from justin haley fresh off his third place finish you're going to hear from daniel hemrick and the legendary AJ Allmendinger. So uh, going to space those out throughout the show. Uh, so stick around. Uh, got some recaps from Darlington and all that good stuff. Newdorf will be on. Lucky Dog, Lap Down Picks. And we are one week away. Kansas. Kansas is going to shut down and close out season one of Lap Traffic Fantasy. So uh, we're going to be restarting segment two. If you want to get in, you can get in. And here's the thing. If you win segment two, uh, you can get in on points, and there's a good possibility if you kick ass for 13 straight weeks, you could even point your way in. So uh, you want to come have some fun? Uh, it's all on the website. Send an email, fantasylaptraffic at gmail.com with your name, Twitter handle, and uh, 
we'll get you in. You're hearing about it, so come play if you want to have some fun. It's free, and and there's custom lap traffic trophies that get sent out at the end of the year. So uh, come have a good time there. If you've dropped out, uh, you know, start sending some picks in. Uh, I, I I'm logging it. You, if you said you wanted to play, you're on the sheet. So uh, come join us. Join us, everyone. All right. Uh, there's a breakdown. Uh, let's get things rolling. What do you say we get our defending Xfinity Series champ, Daniel Hemrick, on the line? Fun fact, uh, this is Daniel's second appearance. Uh, and, and catch the end of the interview uh, when it comes to uh, the last time Daniel was on, because it's it's been a minute. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his second appearance on the show. He's got three top fives uh, this year. He is your defending Xfinity Series champion. He is the driver of the number 11 with Colleague Racing. Welcome back to the show, Daniel Hemrick. Daniel, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Hope you are. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Well, listen, first off, uh, congrats on the championship last year. Uh, what a season. Make it to the Final Four. First win uh, to come at Phoenix. Uh, how long did it take to get over that, or are you still floating on cloud nine? <laughs> no, definitely not on cloud nine anymore, but that was for sure uh, you know, a game seven moment that was fun to go and, and be able to live that out the way it played out You know, for our entire group last year. Um, for having so many near misses, uh, you know, quite honestly, so many near misses in my career. Just be put in that situation for us to excel. That was uh, pretty special. But um, you know, all that stuff really doesn't mean anything once the once the green flag falls uh, the following season. Which that's what happened here uh, at Daytona. You know, in February with Colleague Racing, and from that point on, you're you're working on on the present and the future. And that's where our focus is now. We're trying to figure out how to how to continue to move the needle and, and push forward to be better. That's a great perspective, man. I love it. Speaking of Colleague, uh, can you talk a little bit about how that all came to be? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all. You know, I actually, um, you know, I had a prior relationship built with Chris Rice, um, who runs a show over here at Colleague Racing, you know, from my times at NTS Motorsports back in 2015, the truck series, you know, he ran that that program. So, um, obviously, him, Matt Colleague, and, and the relationship and the racing they've built here within Colleague Racing, you know, they were kind of looking around, trying to figure out which direction they wanted to go for 2022. And it's, it's funny and and. Chris is open to me telling the story because we both kind of shared it with a laugh since this moment. But he called me a couple of times last year, right in the middle of the season, and uh, quite frankly, I, I just didn't call him back. I uh, didn't want to deal with didn't want to deal with you know the standard question nowadays, which comes of, hey, what are you doing next year? How much funding can you bring? La da da da, and so on and so forth. And as a driver in a situation where last year I felt like was quite honestly probably my last my last opportunity and my last go. At racing professionally in the NASCAR series, if something big didn't happen, um, I thought I was going to be out of the sport. And um, my, my point is, I didn't want to have those conversations. I wanted to just focus on the present last year and not talk about what was next. I didn't know what that was. Um, but after a sequence of events, I, I uh, picked the phone up and said, man, I, I really need to call Chris. And I actually had some of his buddies text me like, hey, man, you really need to give Chris a call. And once I did, and um, himself and Matt colleague laid out, you know, what their vision was for colleague racing, not currently, but what it was two, three, four, five years down the road. Um, I realized I, I really wanted to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, it meant a lot for a, a race team to, to call and, and, and have the support of an owner. And as a, as a president of our company here at colleague racing and Chris rise to have that kind of belief in you and, you know, to have that's all you can ask for as a driver. So it was cool to, uh, to get that call and be able to work out a deal. That's awesome, man. That's a cool story there. I really like that. Listeners are going to love that. 
Um, you know, with with making the move, uh, you know, obviously uh, adjustments, right, from teams, crew chiefs, all that kind of stuff. Talk about what, uh, you know, first 10 races of the year, you know, growing pains and all that as far as uh, the new team and all that. Yeah, we definitely have more than we wanted to have. I can promise you that, uh, growing pain-wise. Um, but, you know, it's just the, the reality of our sport, right? Um, you, you hit on some things, whether it be for a couple of races or even sometimes you get a full season out of parts and pieces and things that you're doing that are that's uh, improved performance. And from what I've gathered from my teammate, A.J. Allmendinger, and, and quite frankly, what I remember some of these cars driving like uh, 2017, 2018, um, when I'm, my time at RCR, you know, considering that's their alliance partner, you know, we were just a little off. Um, without a doubt, my teammate AJ is doing a great job of maximizing days, but from a raw speed perspective, um, and once we get into the race, we, we feel like we've got to really push and, and find out what we're missing. Um, I think for me personally, just trying to, trying to um, maximize the days, trying to help us, you know, bring cars back that we can actually diagnose, look at, and, and build a notebook on. That's what we're having to do right now. And because of that, because of that, you know, we're finding ourselves, you know, sometimes trying too hard and, and sometimes in vulnerable spots. So we're, we're just having to, to, like I said, just assess where we're at and try to try to make the most educated decisions we can to figure out what's next. Not not for this particular weekend, but, you know, what, what do we need to start working on now to make us better in, in a month or two months down the road when you really got to be good? Absolutely. Uh, I talked to AJ yesterday uh, and he said he loved the fact that, uh, you know, you as a new teammate and the the knowledge that you bring for having driven for a couple different teams, you know, you can bring to colleague, you know, the things that did didn't work. And then you guys can piece those things together. And, uh, you know, that'll hopefully help bring some of that speed and, and all that that you guys are, uh, are are missing just a tick on there and, uh, you know, go trophy hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and, and you know, honestly, you know, I've really enjoyed my teammates, you know, with, with Landon Castle and, and AJ Allmendinger and as well as Justin Haley on the cup side. I feel like we have a, a very tight knit group. We can all lean on each other and, and uh, take, you know, take criticism for good and bad. And I think that will make us stronger in the long run. But um, yeah, like AJ said, I, I have drove for a lot of different race teams and a lot of different, you know, components and parts and pieces. But I think there also comes a level of re respecting each situation for, for what it is. And, um, yeah, just because I ran this or that at one organization doesn't mean that's going to fly at a different one, um, considering different manufacturers and so on and so forth. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to lean on all our past experience, but in the grand scheme of things, trying to figure out what's going to make Call of Grayson's identity, you know, better and faster and more competitive here as we move forward. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, you said you're standing by the hauler. You're at Darlington. Uh, it's, it's a historic track. Uh, tracks like Darlington, Bristol, Martinsville, uh, such a such an amount of history there. Uh, when does it hit you, uh, you know, the, the nostalgia aspect at a track like that? Is it when you pull in, when you strap in? When, when, when does it hit you? I'll tell you, it's funny. You know, I'm not sure how everybody else studies, but for me, you know, as soon as, as, soon as I book in on, on one race weekend on Sunday, I'm, uh, you know, Monday I'm preparing and looking through notes and watching film. And that's actually when it starts to hit you, right? Because you can't help but as you're going through this stuff, pick up on signage and pick up on, you know, just the, the commentary of the races. And when you hear them talk about the history of these places, especially when you come to Darlington, you know, it's really, really just kind of puts in perspective how special it is to have a chance to run anything around this place. Um, so this weekend in particular, being here at Darlington, coming through the tunnel, um, 
that's probably the last big moment. When you come through the tunnel, they always do a great job of having, you know, old historic moments um, uh, of, of past past big moments in our sport. They haven't painted inside a tunnel with different drivers and different winds and different just big moments. So that's cool to see that as you're coming into the racetrack um, each time we come here and to be able to, to come here and, and have a have a you know a, a Xfinity car with you know a circle sponsoring it and putting them in the show on Saturday and then um, here on the Cup side having an AG1 Camaro, you know, being able to run double duty is pretty special. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Um, speaking of the cup side, you know, you, AJ, helping get things set up, um, you know, you bring a ton of experience there as well. Uh, what's it like being back in the cup garage and, and how's the cup side going for you guys? Yeah, there's, you cannot beat what it, the feeling you get when you walk into a cup garage, especially on Sundays. Um, man, these guys are ruthless and, and to uh, have been able to experience that in 2019 for a season and, you know, honestly never thinking I'd have the chance to get back to this level. Um, to have that opportunity from Matt Colley and Chris Rice, you know, and I, I signed on the driver extended car, there was zero, even zero talk, honestly, of, of cup racing. Um, so to have the select chances I have this year at it, to not only for myself, but to try to hopefully, you know, build this program and continue to build it. You know, that's what myself and AJ and, and everyone you know, kind of splitting time in this car trying to do, just try to help us be better this week than we were the week before. Um, but, yeah, you, you cannot beat the feeling and the emotion you get when you walk into a cup garage. It, for sure, it's competing against the best there are in stock cars, you know, on Sundays. And that's something, like I said, I never thought I'd get a chance to do, so I don't lose sight of that. That's cool, man. You know, it's it's funny. You you made the, the analogy there of nothing like being in a cup garage on a Sunday. And even from a – a, a fan perspective if if they have like the hot passes or you know from the media side of things the few races that i get to go to like being there on friday in the cup garage versus sunday cup garage i, I mean you can just feel that transition over that three-day weekend thing and you can feel the build and all of that and and sunday it, it's it's go time the people the energy i i I can only imagine how much more intensifying that is on your side of things knowing you're going to go drive the car that day too yeah, it's, it's it's all you can ever ask for, right? I mean, it's not only from the driver's side, but all the you know from the from the crew to uh, just everyone that has a hand in, in what it takes to make this entire thing go around at the cup level. I mean, it's an it's an incredible uptick of everything when you go from you know that Xfinity garage or truck garage to the cup garage. So, yeah, thankful to to have my chance to kind of dip my toe back in the water over here. Um, yeah, so something I don't take lightly and. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to how this program has progressed. Um, you know, I have not been in the cup car here uh, on a on a regular style racetrack, not being a super speedway in, in quite some time. I think actually since Vegas, uh, what was that, race three or four of the season. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back here. Look forward to going out here and um, hopefully continue to move the needle. Awesome, man. Well, listen, I'll, uh, I'll let you uh, wrap with this one. Little fun fact. So this, as I mentioned at the start, it's your second time on the show. Uh, this is season six of the podcast, and this week is episode 278. Your first appearance was season one, episode 36. Uh, 242 show gap between your first appearance and this one. Uh, hopefully we don't have to wait another 242 shows to do it again, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with you. That's, a, that's an interesting stat there. But, yeah, in time, let me know when you want me on. I'll be here. Appreciate you, man. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's pretty simple. Just uh, my name at Daniel Hamrick on Twitter, as well as Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. So um, unfortunately, I'm not the best at, at posting, but, but we're, we're slowly but surely getting better content and, and uh, 
trying to move the needle over there as well. I love it, man. All right, man. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, best of luck this afternoon, and look forward to talking to you real soon, man. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Take care. We'll see ya. All right, Live Traffic Nation, there you have Daniel Hemrick, guest number one of the evening from Colleague Racing. All right, uh, let's let's talk a little racing from Darlington, uh, and, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to Justin Haley here. Um, all right, let's talk about the trucks for a minute here. I mean, John Hunter Nemechek finally picking up the win. Uh, we knew they were going to happen. It was just a matter of when, uh, you know, took us seven races before he picked up his first win. I mean, that's not a lot. Uh, but the fact that, you know, we're seven races, we're into May, um, you know, I, I guess I just expected he was going to have two or three already. Uh, but, uh, hey, here it is. And, and I'm sure they're going to start rolling off now. But um, the one thing I want to talk about from the, the truck race was Parker Kligerman, top five. Uh, he's only missed two races. I know once the NBC side of things picks up, uh, you know, his appearances will probably be a little thinner. Uh, but this is a part-time team that puts together his trucks, and he's only one spot out of the playoffs with missing two races. Like, man, I I mean, you got to figure, you know, you add just some basic points for those other two races, and he's probably sitting sixth, seventh in the point standings and, and into the playoffs and could probably go and make a little noise. And, man, I, I wish we could uh, – rally behind and, and get Parker in the trucks for uh, the rest of the season and, and see what he could do. Uh, you know, someone needs to get this boy a ride if, uh, you know, the whole broadcasting thing uh, doesn't pan out for him with NBC. I mean, hell, he even picked up the first stage win of the night. I mean, you, I mean, got to give it to him. Uh, and, and huge shout out to Michigan native Carson Hosevar for his back-to-back P2 finishes. Uh, he's someone on a move as well, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, the the truck race. I, I mean, it was it was it was pretty good. Uh, you know, quite a bit of it was run under caution, which you know will, will happen. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's Darlington. I mean, that's that's the the, the racing that we, we know and love at Darlington. Um, you know, it's, it's not quite Bristol. It's not quite Martinsville. It's, it's somewhere in the middle there, which, which is fantastic. It's, it's a great place to be. Uh, I was down there a couple years ago with, uh, Sherwin and Rusty from, uh, the old PETM podcast. And, and, uh, as you heard me ask, um, Daniel about the nostalgia. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask Justin that I'm going to ask AJ that as well. It truly is a thing there. And, and it, it's, it's something that from a fan perspective, when you, when you step out into that, in, you know, the dirt area, the campground area, I mean, it just feels old school and I, I love everything about it. So definitely that was a bucket list one that I was able to mark off. Uh, it's, it's been a minute. I, I, I trying to figure out a way to get to Martinsville, uh, from a time perspective, um, you know, got a couple couple days of uh, vacation to play with, and uh, we'll see if we can we can make that happen there. All right, let's talk about the Xfinity Series. Justin Allgaier, I mean, dude had to go and start from the rear, change a battery during the pace laps, and and goes out there, makes his way to the front. Uh, finishes fourth in stage one and and just stays up front all day with a third place finish in stage two uh, and picks up the win leading 76 laps. I, I mean, that's just 
that's just focus that that that's drive that's veteran team that's veteran driver uh you know because i would have to think i mean obviously i've never strapped in but i would have to think you know something goes wrong with the batter anything where you got to come back down pit road and change something uh you know he was he should have started third and and came from the rear uh and to not let that get to you to not let to to not lose the mental game uh and to go out there and just do what you do um is is pretty remarkable uh justin allgaier noah gregson two very popular picks uh in lap traffic fantasy this week both bringing in 55 points which is uh which is crazy noah gregson picking up the uh sweeping the stages just uh Came up one spot short there, finishing behind Justin Allgaier. Uh, huge shout-out, Landon Castle. Uh, he's on the move. Uh, he has finally uh, made it into the top 12. He's in the playoffs. You know, again, something we've all wanted to see from Landon Castle. Uh, and and they're, they're doing it. They're getting it done. And cannot wait to get him on the show to complete the uh, complete stable here uh, of, of driver reps from College Racing. All right, let's talk a little cup race and we'll keep things moving along here. Uh, I'm going to start from the back to the front here a little bit. Uh, Michael McDowell, seventh place finish. Um, you know, obviously he's got his Daytona win. Uh, he's a super speedway guy. He's a road course guy uh, for McDowell to go out there and pick up a seventh place finish at Darlington. That is, that's something else that that's getting it done right there. That's, that's getting everything and more out of that 34 car uh, at Darlington, which is, which was really cool. Um, you know, it was a struggle out there for HMS and JGR, which means uh, who was going to step up to the plate and pick up a couple extra spots there, either top five or top 10, uh, Austin Dillon answered the call. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. answered the call. Uh, Justin Haley, who you're going to hear from in just a second, definitely answered the call. Uh, Kevin Harvick, you know, Kevin's good at Darlington. Uh, you know, we we all know that. I think he, he won just about damn near five races, it felt like, in uh, 2020 when they were going there every other week, it felt like. And, uh, I mean, you expected that out of Kevin Harvick, you know. Uh, still – probably trying to get a handle on things still looking for a win after going winless last year uh they can keep repeating that maybe maybe they'll sniff out victory lane this year i'm hoping uh as a as a biased kevin harvick fan i need a new diecast order i haven't ordered a diecast in a minute need to order one um let's see here all right let's let's first talk about tyler riddick second place finish yet again He's got five second place finishes in his career, which, you know, he hasn't been racing very long in a cup series. I think that's about 80 some starts there. Uh, he's got four top fives already this year. Second, second place finish this season. Uh, I think he's got a top three in there somewhere early on. Um, I, I keep saying it. I want this boy to get to victory lane because it's going to be awesome. Uh, and I say that partly because, you know, he was a big supporter of the show uh, early on. It was fun to watch his Xfinity career grow and, and now getting to watch him from the cup level uh, is, is, a, is, is fun for me anyway. So uh, I'm going to be very excited when, when he picks up that win there. So, uh, all right, let's talk about Joy Logano, William Byron. For me, I'm going to be honest with y'all, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, I think. Uh, and that is I am... 100% okay with that move that Joey Logano put on him. He got right up to his bumper. He 
gave him a little nudge and he only moved him out of the way. There were no other cars involved in that situation. Uh, you know, bump and run at Mark, you know, all of these things, you know, it just happened to be at Darlington. Uh, you know, if he does that and takes out, you know, 30 cars, he does that 10 laps to go in the race, then maybe I've got some issues. Uh, but I mean, hey, he was able to get there and, and he moved him out of the way. Uh, and I, I, for one, am, I'm okay with that. I, I don't think there's necessarily anything, anything wrong with that. I mean, it's, it's, it's racing. Uh, he's probably got one coming back, which is going to make it even more fun to watch. Uh, anytime we see Byron and Logano side by side on the track, um, I, I mean, to, to me, it, maybe we created a new rival. We created talk. I mean, we, we, we created everything. I mean, we didn't, they did, but, uh, and, and I love it. And so that's, that's where, that's where I'm at with that finish there. I, I'm, I'm good with it. So, all right, let's, let's let the professional talk about things. Uh, let's talk to Justin Haley. Uh, let's see how excited he is, uh, from his third place finish this past weekend. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his fourth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He is the driver of the number 31 for College Racing and their first full-time cup driver leading the charge for the team uh, with a third-place finish this past weekend at Darlington. Welcome back to the show, Justin Haley. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, definitely weren't Lap Traffic for majority of the day this weekend, <laughs> so not sure where you came up with that name, but I, I, I don't. I don't appreciate it when my PR girl's like, hey, do you want to be on the lap traffic podcast? I'm like, the lapped traffic? I don't want to be lap traffic. So here I am anyway. Oh, man, I love it. No, man, listen, uh, fourth time on, I appreciate the support of, of you. And uh, uh, Carly's fantastic. Colleagues, great. You guys have been huge uh, supporters of the show. And, and I, I always appreciate anyone's time, uh, especially coming on an amateur podcast. So I, I, I truly appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Um, all right, man. Well, let, let's let's dive right in. Let's talk about it, man. Started 29th on the grid yesterday uh, and brought it home third. Uh, talk about the paint scheme, you know, driving through the field, you know, all that good stuff that we we come to know and love with Darlington. Yeah, obviously it was a it was a long day and we didn't qualify like we wanted to, but um, you know, throughout throughout it all, we just kept digging and, and finding our pace and figuring out what worked for us and, and through it all somehow got some good strategy and made good, good adjustments, kept up with the track and, and we're there at the end, which is obviously the most important part. So yeah, hats off to everyone at college racing, a great show out for us and um, just a little taste of, of what we're capable of doing. So um, couldn't be happier. Well, you know, uh, the, the listeners, myself, uh, we've watched Colleague grow. We've watched you grow with Colleague from the Xfinity side of things. Uh, obviously, you know, some growing pains year one. Uh, we, we know everybody will get it figured out, uh, you know, down the road. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, for you, um, you know, the, the changes. You know, we talk about drivers changing across teams or across series. Uh, you making the move with the same team uh, with their first full-time season in Cup. Uh, is, has that been different than any type of driver change, you know, you've experienced in the past? Uh, walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, well, fortunately enough, like you commented on, I was able to move up to the Cup Series with a team that I know and love and have been with in the Xfinity Series and grown the Xfinity Series program there with them. So, um, yeah, that made it a little bit easier. But but also it was a, a startup race team, right, full, 
first full-time season, first full-time driver. And throughout it all, just, you know, just trying to build a foundation and, and figure out what works for us. And, um, you know, that's really what's been hard. The Cup Series is, is extremely difficult. It's, you know, obviously the premier series in America. So for stock car racing, and, and it's, you know, it's it's just hard. Every week you try to find little things that you can pick up on and be better on. And, and um, you know, everyone is also looking at those little things that they're struggling with and, and trying to be better upon themselves. So, yeah, um, man, it, it's been difficult, but obviously really reassuring and when we come home with a great run like that and, and have been running like we have makes all the long, hard hours in the shop and the commitment from the team members. So, so much worth it. Now you've made, uh, you know, you, you've obviously raced in the cup series, uh, some one-offs here and there, uh, any big difference for you personally being, uh, in the cup garage week in, week out, you know, there's obviously more people, there's more media, uh, you know, more sponsors, you know, is, is that, intimidating uh or, or is that something you know that you know we're 11 12 races into the season you know that that doesn't play an impacting role well the biggest thing for me is is you know one last year with spire you know you know not discrediting what they're doing but we we knew our place and we knew every week what we wanted to accomplish right and and it was just a, a different style race team and um you know, I'm super thankful I got the opportunity to kind of get my foot in the door in the Cup Series. But now this this opportunity, college racing, we have everything we we have everything we need or could want to be successful. We just have to figure out, you know, we we have a thousand piece puzzle, right? Sure. And we're trying to figure out where each puzzle piece goes. And and you know, at this point, I don't even know if there's a picture on that puzzle. It's just a thousand pieces of puzzle. <laughs> so that's how difficult it is going to the Cup Series. And and me just knowing that. I, I can compete, right, with the best in America um, for stock car racing. That's huge for me. And, you know, just trying to gain that confidence. Obviously, we fired off at L.A. with a great showing, had a lot of speed. And, and we've had little little hints of speed here and there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been hard. But, but also, you, you know, you're put in front of a bigger crowd and, and you're just trying to prove yourself. Like every week I, I try to enter the garage and, and prove that I belong there. And, and that's probably been the most difficult. So, um, yeah, just, just gaining that confidence, knowing that, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be in the sport for a long time. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and let's not discredit. I mean, you know, 12 races in, uh, you know, we're looking at six, seven, top 15, top 20 finishes, um, you know, and, and just to kind of give everyone a perspective, Justin, you're in the driver's seat. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, uh, kind of like you said with Spire, you guys knew uh, what you were going to be able to get out of that car and, and where you were going to be at. Uh, colleague first year out of the gate to be pulling off top 15, top 20s. Um, that should be putting people on notice like, hey, uh, it's not going to take us long and, and we're going to be competing for wins and top fives on a weekend week out basis here over the next year or two. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at their Xfinity program. They're they're seven years in, right? And and their first three or four years, I mean, it was a rough go. I mean, it's it's hard to build a race team from the ground up, especially a Cup team. You see a lot of teams that come in the sport and maybe just you know buy a a team that's going away or or you know try to align themselves. But I mean, this is just us, right? This is just uh, the drivers, Matt Colleague, our sponsors, Chris Rice. I mean, this is not a big organization, so trying to compete with, with the likes of Hendrick and Joe Gibbs and, and RCR and, and 
and the organizations that have been around for 40, 50, you know, 70 years, however long, you know, it's just difficult. And it's, it's just trying to find your rhythm every week. So, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of know our expectations, right? We want to be right around that 15th to we We don't want to be around that, but (laughs) we know we should be around 15th to 20th every week. And, and what we need to do is optimize that and be realistic and take days like yesterday where we had a 20th place car and maximize those. We unloaded at Dover two weeks ago. We had a top 10 car and we ran top 10 all day and maximized on that. So in the crucial part too, is we have this next gen car every week right now we're going to the racetrack and it's a complete guess. Sure. Some weeks were really good. Like we were at Dover. We were really good at LA, uh, good at circuit of the Americas. And, you know, we go to Martinsville or Richmond places that we've struggled at. Um, and you know, you just try to take those days where, you know, you're not going to have a, a, a good finish, right. And make it, uh, a good finish. So just trial and error, trying to figure everything out. Pit crew has been a part of it. We don't hire or train our own pit crews. They're subcontracted out from track house. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a track house developmental crew. They've been awesome all year. So just little things. I mean, we are still just trying to figure out what works. Awesome, man. That's so cool. It's like I said, it's been great to watch call it grow on the Xfinity side. Can't wait to watch them grow on the cup side. Uh, speaking of growing uh, a couple new two teammates in the mix, uh, veterans, uh, Landon Castle, Daniel Hemrick. What, uh, what's it like having them in the, in the shop with you guys? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously AJ is, is, uh, he's cool to work with and he's got so much experience. Um, and he's dedicated, right. And then you got Hemrick who just, is coming off an Xfinity championship. He's obviously extremely talented. And then you have Landon Castle, who is just a student of the game. I mean, he can work a computer better than anyone I know. And he's, I mean, I'm sure he could crew chief engineer and drive the race car all at the same time. So um, we just have a bunch of different personalities and and things that we all are kind of good at and mix them all together in a pot. And and it just kind of makes our organization good. So, yeah, just like I said, it's uh, it's been cool. It, it's it's awesome to have the opportunity for my colleague and, and all of our great partners to go out there and, and show what we're capable of. And and that's why I'm so proud of Darlington is it's one of the hardest racetracks on the schedule. Um, you know, the most tiring racetrack. It takes a lot of skill. Got to be there at the end. And, and um, just to show that we could do that at, at that track was, was pretty special to me. Well, man, you know, you've, you've mastered the super speedways. Like, uh, I remember watching Talladega, like everyone wanted to come up and work with you. Um, you know, at least that's how it looked from a fan perspective on TV, uh, to go out there and do what you guys did at Darlington. Uh, you're getting the hard ones out of the way and man, they're, they're just going to start rolling eventually. I feel. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, you see it with, with Ross Chastain, one, one of my old teammates, um, right. Struggled at first and, and had an okay de- year last year fired off with a win and and now it seems like he's the guy to beat every week so um they don't lie when they say momentum is is definitely crucial absolutely uh all right man last one for you here uh i asked all the the guys that were were on from colleague this week uh you know we all know about the history and the nostalgia with with darlington when does when does that set in for you when you go to places like darlington bristol martinsville is it when you're driving in strapping in uh when does it hit you the the history of of where you're racing Probably after, um, depending on how I do. I mean, you're just so focused on on the task at hand when you 
even when you arrive, I mean, you, you pull in the gate and you don't even think about it. You, you don't even think about that you're racing at Daytona because as soon as you start to think that and think about how cool it is, um, your mind's somewhere else. So you just have to race that track that week, be there and just put everything in. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. I never, never could have dreamed I would have finished top 10 at Darlington in my cup career. So I've struggled there in the Xfinity car. So it was, it was definitely cool. I mean, it just sounds like you got to go order that diecast and put that up somewhere, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, if they make the diecast. Uh, all right, Matt. Well, listen, tell everyone where they can follow you and keep up with you on social media. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think that my social media relevance is key anymore. You know, that Chris Rice, the team president, he's got all kinds of pages and, and all sorts of stuff going on. So just go go follow Chris Rice for me. Um and uh he'll take care yeah of <laughs> yeah he'll he'll take you'll you'll see all you need to see if you go to chris rice's pages i love it uh lab traffic nation huge thanks to justin for calling in man great to catch up with you congrats on this past weekend man uh and look forward to talking to you later in the season yeah thank you i appreciate it thanks man we'll talk to you soon all right there you have justin haley definitely excited that's awesome so great to see that out of college this past weekend um all right uh a little fun question here i threw out to you guys today on social media got a couple responses from you guys i asked you all uh what was your uh, favorite throwback from this weekend and i'm gonna be honest uh i'll read your guys instead i'll get to mine but i i was a little disappointed in the throwbacks. I didn't feel like there was the build behind it. I don't feel like they were all the, I, I mean, they've been doing it a minute. And so probably like all the ones that we expected to see have already been done. Uh, you know, there were a couple good ones that stood out this year, but I just felt uh, as a whole uh, from a field perspective, uh, just didn't, didn't hit me as strongly as it normally does. Uh, but let's see what you guys had to say. Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Corey LaJoy nailed it with the triple seven. Uh, anytime they go old school number, uh, bubbles, uh, logo, whatever the case may be. I love it. Uh, Chris at Chris Strauss 24. Definitely Willie B because my fire suit matches better than his did. And I drive a Monte Carlo that's signed by, uh, Mr. H and Jeff. That's, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Both team track house schemes were legit. Same sponsors, ideal fonts. It also didn't seem to matter. The number was in a different place for the particular schemes. The one car gets bonus points for the same number i love that uh let's see timothy trip at crypto underscore tim underscore 35 if they would have allowed the teams to move the number of the original spot then i'd have one so i mean yeah hey it's throwback right like you should i i mean maybe they will i won't be surprised probably because it's so new with the car and the numbers and all that and they don't want to you know they already taken a lot of heat for that from the fan base so maybe in a couple years i could totally see them doing that uh for me definitely track house nailed it with the one in 99 co cars but uh uh, I'm going to give a special mention. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, J.J. Yaley throwing it back to Clint Boyer's five-hour energy, but with the throwback sponsor in Ollie's. Uh, I thought that was cool. Clint was excited to see that. Uh, I thought that was really cool. So definitely those were, to, to me, the only three that really stood out. Uh, you guys got it for sure. So, all right, uh, there's that. We'll keep some fun ones in the mix every once in a while. Uh, okay. What do you say we do a little lap traffic social media? 
And then we'll hear from AJ Allmendinger. We got Brian Dudorf, Lucky Dogs, and Lap Traffic Fantasy. So without further ado, everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far to the show, or into the show, leave a review wherever you're listening. Go tell your friends to check out the show. Give a follow. We are making headway on the giveaway, less than 140 followers away from 6,000 and giving away the die cast and sheet metal. Uh, huge shout out to at Atlanta Racing for a uh, joint giveaway. Sent them a bunch of stuff. They're going to be doing some promotional giveaways with some of their partners and throwing lap traffic swag in the mix, which is awesome. And uh, speaking of new follower shout outs, uh, Tim at uh, Tim Gerlach, a dirt track NASCAR fan, Nebraska football fan uh i mean hey nebraska football michigan football 1997 oh why let's just go get everybody let's just get everybody that's still here and that can put on pads and go play it and see who wins uh, uh go blue all the way uh justin collie at justin collie 11 car bluff motorsports enthusiast member of the peak squad who isn't a member of the peak squad uh bullhorn at bullhorn underscore fm place for indie podcasters promoting podcasts and all that good stuff robert walsh at r walsh 5557 firefighter and aemt and a big nascar fan steve waldrop at uh, waldrop sk cowboys fan stars fan harvick fan ashley c at astro smash 88 short tracks and super speedway fan from alberta canada that's awesome uh, slideways at slideways brad racer motorsports junkie welcome to the show guys tell your friends anybody wants a free lap traffic koozie and some stickers all you got to do is fill out the contact page on the website the podcast.com and i will send those out to you for free all right Let's get to our last driver from College Racing that'll be on the show tonight. Let's get Mr. AJ Allmendinger on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his fourth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's got 10 top 10s through 10 races, six top fives, and one win already in 2022. He is the driver, the number 16 with College Racing. Welcome back, AJ Allmendinger. What's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, man, it's it's great. It's uh, Friday afternoon. I uh, can't wait to kick off the weekend and all that good stuff. Uh, listen, man, hell of a start to the year already, picking up right where you left off last year. Uh, you know, how things going for you uh, is, is from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think they've been really solid. Uh, it, there's times during during these races, I think we all at, at College Racing feel like we had a little bit more speed. You know, but the biggest thing is I've tried to focus on in the off season and uh, my crew chief, Bruce, uh, and everybody on the 16 team is just trying to execute. Make sure we maximize every race, whether that's a shot to win the race or, you know, the, the best that we can run that day is a, a fifth or a sixth. You know, that's what we're trying to focus on. And, and we are definitely working hard to find more speed on average everywhere. Uh, but I feel like so far so good. We've done everything that we can to maximize every finish uh, every weekend, get everything that we can out of these races, and and so far so good. I love it, man. Uh, some new teammates for you over at Colleg this season with uh, veteran Landon Castle, uh, Daniel Hemrick making the move over there. Uh, obviously, you've you, you and um, Justin uh, have been together for a minute. How's the chemistry with the new guys, and uh, you know what's the locker room feel, if you will, and all that good stuff. 
it's been amazing. It's been better than I ever expected, you know, and I've known Daniel and Landon for, for a while. I wouldn't say that, you know, we were like best friends going into this, uh, but we definitely have, have had a, we spoke to each other a lot and, and things like that. So when I found out both of them were coming over to college racing, I was really excited. Uh, Daniel coming over is, is the champion. Uh, his, driven a lot of different Xfinity cars. I felt like that was going to be a huge asset to our race team because, you know, if you really think about it, myself and, and Justin uh, and even Ross to a certain extent hadn't driven a lot of different Xfinity cars. Uh, and that was something that I think lacked sometimes because we didn't really know any different, right? We it's like, okay, this is all we know. And we're trying to build on that. So with Daniel have driven so many different teams, uh, he's really helped us understand okay where are we better where are we worse uh landon you know he he has such a work ethic that he brings to this race team a different outlook of how to look at things which is uh has really helped i think myself and chris rice all the men and women at college racing so our chemistry has been really really good and i only see it getting better and and you know through a the, the first quarter of the season, I've really enjoyed them as my teammates. And, and I think we're just going to keep getting better. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. That's really cool. That's a, that's a, a cool perspective to share uh, with regard to, to Daniel and, and driving for some other teams and, and how, you know, Hey, here's what, you know, a couple different organizations did, you know, let's, let's take the, the pros from all of that and, and mix them together and, and see what we can come up with kind of thing that that's, that's really cool. And, uh, that's awesome that it's worked out for you guys. I love that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I love, especially Daniel being the champion, you know, he's, he's right at the pinnacle, right? I mean, he's, he's the champ and, and I, I love comparing myself to that and, you know, land, you know, in a certain way, all of us have, have had our, our ups and downs in the sport of NASCAR. Uh, me being the complete elder statesman, the old one of the group, but you know, Landon has fought so hard just to keep his foot in the door doing a lot of things that, you know, I don't know a lot of us could actually do, whether it's starting parks or, or being on the sideline and working hard, you know, with what he's done with his sponsor Voyager and, and just the, the, the crypto side of it. Uh, that's, what's been outlook of, okay, we've, we've had, some success we've had a lot of downs and and i think that gives us a different perspective of course we're going to go out there and, and grind as hard as we can to go win the races but it definitely as a whole the three of us have have experienced the highs and lows of nascar and uh i think it kind of makes us better because we can kind of bounce those things off of each other and and know that you know even maybe the worst days at the racetrack are, are still better than some of the the worst days that we've had in this sport sure no, that's awesome, man. I love it. Uh, all right. Uh, headed to Darlington this week. You know, tracks like Darlington, Bristol, Martinsville, uh, they, they all have a ton of history behind it. Uh, you know, w when does it hit you, uh, that, that nostalgia feel, you know, driving in, pulling in, uh, or not until you strap into the race or, or not even then, you know, but uh, w when's that history side kind of set in for you? Yeah, it's, I mean, Darlington, it's fun to go to any racetrack, but when, when you're able to go to a, a racetrack with such history behind it, what it's meant to the sport of NASCAR, uh, the type of racetrack that it is, I mean, it's unique and it's difficult to drive. It's definitely not my most favorite racetrack. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like every time I get on there, I've been doing it for so many years and I leave there going, what the heck is this place? And how do I get better at it? Uh, the last year, 
I didn't know really what to expect. I felt like, although the finishes didn't show it, uh, we had some some strong runs at both the races. So it gives me minor confidence going to Darlington this year. I wouldn't say it's like it's not like me showing up to Indy or something like that, where I'm like, heck yeah, like I'm going to dominate this race. Right, but <laughs> but it's 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 one of those racetracks. It's so challenging, and so many great race car drivers have won there. And it's, it's fun to go there because of that. And it's, if you have a great run and, and if we're fortunate enough maybe to go win the race, you know, you put your name with uh, uh, really the, the greats of the sport. And that's what makes Darlington so fun. Awesome. Uh, you know, getting close to summer, uh, which is when last year you guys really lit the scene on fire starting at Mid-Ohio uh, last year in June, uh, racking up wins through through Michigan, tons of top fives through the playoffs. Uh, which, which what, what are a couple tracks circled on your calendar uh, as, as we get into the summer months here? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it to me, it's and I actually just realized this a couple of weeks ago as I was doing some stuff for NBC. You know, you look at the schedule and it's a lot of fun during the summer. There was a time where, you know, to be brutally honest, I hated the summer months. It was like after I got past Sonoma, it was just a lot of kind of the racetracks that all felt the same or you kind of go back to the same racetrack a couple of, couple of times in an eight week span, things like that. Yeah. And it, it just, and I felt like even the sport itself kind of, it just wasn't a, a good part of the schedule. And now you really look at the racetracks, you know, you look on the Xfinity side of it, going to Portland, you know, that's where I got my first champ car win. And it's going to be a lot of fun showing up there. Uh, we got all kinds of racetrack. Go to, you know, you go to Gateway on the cup side of it for the first time. Uh, you know, we get the road courses in there. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I circle anything on the calendar, but it, it is definitely a fun part of the schedule because you go to so many different types of racetracks and you know at, at call of racing right now we're, we're trying to get better at all of them so it's not like i circle it like okay of course the road courses we know we have a great shot but it, it's about trying to go to these racetracks and and keep getting better and and more importantly we know we're locked in the playoffs and it's about going out there and, and being at our best when we get to the playoffs because i felt like last year we were good but we weren't great as we headed in the playoffs and we made it to the final four which was amazing but never really showed up to phoenix like okay we can win this and that and that's the goal this year is try to keep building and, and getting faster each week so when we hit the playoffs we are at our best absolutely uh it's it's funny you mentioned kind of the mundaneness there of you know some of the tracks you know even just a few years ago we were going to you know with such a short turnaround you know michigan my home track you know there were times michigan and pocono uh are were back-to-back -back weekends to each other literally seven to eight weeks apart and you know you, i could you could totally see, you know, even with fans not even showing up into, into the stands, like, well, I'm not going to go to both because, you know, that's it's just seven weeks apart, you know. So I do love that aspect of, like you said, you know, we've got fun tracks, new ones in the mix, and, and it's definitely a little bit more uh, of a diverse schedule uh, during the summer than what we had a few years ago. Absolutely. No doubt. It, it was um, – I, I always remember it's like when, when I was in the 47, we'd be really fast to Sonoma, something would happen. And you'd leave that racetrack. You're like, okay, now we're going to Daytona. Now we're going to Michigan twice. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to Kentucky. And you're like, it's all the same racetracks. Like, oh, and it was just a, it was a tough part of the schedule, I think, as an industry. So I love what NASCAR's done, right? We go to Nashville. That's going to be the, for the for the second time. You know, that's going to be fun. 
uh, at least second time in, in several years and, and, and second time for cup sure. ever. Right. Yeah. So you go there and, and, um, you know, I think some of it has to do with me running cup as well. Cause it's like, we do, we do gateway. And then the next week is Sonoma for cup. And then, you know, we go to Nashville and, and, um, in New Hampshire, I always like New Hampshire, things like that. So it, it's uh, definitely a cool part of the schedule. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of cup, uh, you know, helping out part-time on the, on the 16 ride there. Um, how's that transition been helping getting colleague up and running from the cup side of things with you obviously having, you know, a, a strong cup background yourself, you know, what's, what's that been like trying to, to, to work that into the mix with, with colleague? Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a, tough for sure uh a lot of it is is this next gen car and not having a lot of parts and uh you, you you put two cup teams together at the end of the year and and you show up and try to get ready for daytona and uh it's never easy and then you add a, a brand new car to that and that that makes it even more of a challenge uh but at the end of the day i think the cup side of it what's great about matt collig and chris rice is is it's not of course you want to go out there and have a chance to go win races or at least generally run up front, but it's not do or die, right? You're, you're, you know, this is a, a long-term process on the cup side of it. It's going to take some time. You're going to have some days where you, you feel good. You feel great leaving the racetrack. Uh, and then there's days you leave the racetrack and go, Oh my God, what are we doing? It's uh that's part of a, a cup life in, in a brand new organization when it comes to it. Um, but the next gen cars is, is fun. It's unique. It's different to drive. Uh, and there's going to be those good runs and bad runs. So, you know, I think we're learning as we go. Dover was going to be a great finish. Uh, Justin's doing a great job full time. Uh, he's really kind of, I, I think, getting in the flow of it. You can see a lot of top 20 runs, top 15 runs, which is what what really you can ask for sure. right now as a rookie team. Yep. Yeah, anything yeah. In, inside the top 20, I mean, it's, it's tough to run it. You look at sometimes you finish – 19th and you're like, oh, 19th. And then you look at the guys you beat and you're like, oh my God, like, look who we're beating. It's, it's tough. And it's a, it's, so you, you got to take baby wins. And, and I think Justin's doing a great job being consistent. He could actually be a lot higher in points. He's had a couple of bad luck runs, not of his doing. So it's going well. Of course you, you always want it now, but right. it's not going to be like that. And you know, the, the road course side of it, I think we will have good shots to, to run up front because as we saw at Coda, we had a shot to win the race. And I think we can go to every road course and at least have the expectation to run inside the top top 10, top five and give ourselves a shot to win. Fantastic. That's great, man. Uh, from the Xfinity side of things, you know, we got a, a off week after this weekend at Darlington. Uh, any Anything fun lined up or, you know, going to get out of Dodge per se? Uh, not really. I don't think so. It's... You travel, at least for me and, and my wife, you, you travel enough. It's, you got a chance to be at home for a weekend. I'm going to, uh, going to, going to take that because pretty quick after that, you know, you go to go to Texas and then get a little home race in Charlotte, which is nice. And then heck one weekend I go from Portland to St. Louis in the same weekend yep. to race. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know for Kyle Larson, that's a normal day for him, but you know, you know, for somebody like me, I'm, I'm a little more, a little more at, at ease of, of what I do. So, and then we go to Sonoma. So definitely just going to relax on the off weekend. Cause I don't get many of them. And, 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 uh, this is the most races I'll ever run in my life in a year. So, well, you awesome. know, it, 
I tried to semi-retire about three years ago, and now I'm doing the the most races I've ever done in my life. So it is what it is. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, Well, listen, man, thanks for uh, for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, Tell everyone where they can uh, follow you on social media. Yeah, you can you can follow us at at College Racing on Twitter and and all the all the uh, College Racing uh, websites and and Instagram and thing like that. And then me personally, you can follow me at AJ Dinger on Twitter. Uh, you know, I uh, I won't lie, I, I kind of keep it keep it you know pretty low profile and and uh, I'm to myself at times, but yeah, that's where you can follow me. I love it, man. Well, listen, man, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Appreciate the support as always. Best of luck this weekend, rest of 2022, and look forward to talking to you soon, man. No, I appreciate it. Thank thanks, you, man. man. We'll see ya. All right. All right, there you have AJ Almendinger. Recorded that one earlier in the weekend, uh, but still awesome. Uh, AJ, such a fun interview. Great to talk with him. Okay, uh, we're about ready to close things out here in a little bit, but right now, let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line and see what's going on with him. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Welcome back to the show. A very fired up Mr. Brian Newdorf. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not fired up, but I definitely can smell pitchforks, pitchforks getting lit around NASCAR Nation right now. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, you know, hey, you know, I mean, you bumped and run me on this, uh, you know, for our time slot, I, I swear. <laughs> uh, it's a great analogy. Luckily, I guess apparently because I didn't wreck, it's a, it's a bump and run. But if uh, somebody loses control then and they wreck, uh, it's not a bump. And run. I, I, I'm, I'm now confused what a bump and run what is. What a bump and run is. I love it. Um, how, uh, real quick, how was uh, Mother's Day for the wife Good. and all that? Good. I um. Well, I told her she had. I told her I gave her a set amount that she she works part time at Barnes and Nobles to help our kids out, and she gets so she gets thirty percent. So whatever I give her goes a lot farther. Okay. So I gave her an amount to spend for uh, Mother's Day, and she went over. Um, <laughs> uh, she only went over by like nine dollars. I'm just giving her, nice. you know. But no, you know. <laughs> Good deal. No, it was good. And then when we got home, my wife, who's the introvert, I just said, okay, there's your book. So I'm going to leave you alone. Nice. So there she won. You know, she didn't have to see me and she got to read her book. So I think it's an absolute win. <laughs> Excellent. Good deal. How was your, how was Lindsay's first Mother's Day? Uh, it was, it was great. Couldn't have dialed it up any better. Uh, you know, did the traditional made her breakfast, uh, got flowers. Uh, and got she didn't a, get sick. She didn't get sick. Nope. Had a personalized, uh, uh, first Mother's Day etched frame with a picture of them put in it, got a garden stone for her, and then had uh, both uh, sets of parents over for dinner, and everybody went home, and then we had another hour or two to just chill ourselves. So all good. Very cool. Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, let's see here, man. All right, let's let's uh, let's dive right in. So you uh, literally minutes ago, because I did bump you, you were like, I'm bored. I need something to do. So you <laughs> created a poll, and uh, I love it. So uh, what, what, what's the poll, and where are we at with it? All right. So, okay, so I was trying. Okay, because of Mother's Day, I, I didn't get a chance to – I was watching some of the race, but I had to stop it. So I decided I, I, I knew the controversy, uh, what had happened. Um, so I went back and I wanted to rewatch the last couple of laps and so on. And, and, and clearly Joey was faster. Yes. Apparently Gordon forgot about 20, 2006 when he's bumped Matt Kenseth <laughs> in Chicago land when he could have done it cleanly. I'm, I mean, I'm a Gordon fan. All right. Uh, you know, so, uh, 
you know, it's always how we it's short term memory, right? Right. Um, yes. So I got me thinking, what is a bump and run? What's the acceptable bump and run? Do they like it? Do they hate it? You know, uh, you know, all of this stuff. And yeah, sorry, I, I'm I'm reading literally live as we're talking about. I keep I reverting it. to this is Lewis Frank. I keep reverting to Dale Earnhardt's description as what he did to Terry Labonte. I didn't mean to wreck him. I just wanted to rattle his cage. <laughs> and but like I said, for the record, um, I don't think of what I said in my so my tweet after all of this was um, I don't think a bump and run can be 100% successfully done. OK, um, there's so many factors. And I, I truly believe that the majority of the time in a situation, both drivers want the win. Right. Win at all costs. You're at the track. You have fenders. Right. We're not open wheel. They, there's there's bumpers. There's fenders on these vehicles. Um, and so, you know, you're in a situation. you got to make a move. You're faster. We see so many guys block anymore. Right. I mean, there's no it's never like, well, this guy's faster than me. No, you're going to battle out. You're not going to let the guy get around you. Yeah. So. You, you do what you can to win. Absolutely. So this idea that, so this idea that you know, well, he was faster. He should go. Like, like you have two laps to go. Like Byron was just going to give him room to go around him. You know, it was going to make it hard, which is that that's his job, right? 100%. So my take is, you know, I, I mean, and let's take out the names. You know, Driver X, you know, used their fenders to move. Now, did Logano really want him to go into the wall? I don't really think he did. No, All right. I, don't, no. I think most of the time, nobody wants to see the competitor go into the wall because they know, crap, the next race, I'm in for it, or whenever that rears its ugly head. But still, you know, but, that's why I go back to the aspect of we, and plus, if you go back and watch, Byron's car is extremely loose before he gets the bump. So his tires were probably not very good at that point. He gets bumped. So now you've got momentum, you got hit. Um, it was probably this the car, the momentum, and everything set up for Byron to go into the wall. Um, I'm not saying I'm listen, I I don't know what's in Logano's heart. Did he mean to? Did he not? I don't know. Only Joey knows. All right. But what do we say? Rubbin's racing, right? Absolutely. That's uh, I said it a little bit ago on the show that you know, if he did that with 10 laps to go, okay, maybe I got a little bit of an issue with it. Uh, but, you know, in, in the age where it's it's sometimes hard to pass and you've got the speed, you got the faster car, uh, you know, we do it at Martinsville every day of the week. Well, you know, if, if you got it, you put it there. Perfect world situation. Byron finishes second. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, if you're going to go to, uh, you know, option three, you know, it didn't cause a bigger wreck behind the scenes. Uh, I think he still finished with a, a top 10. Uh, he was ninth. Yeah, I saw correct, that. Yeah. You know, he was, so, he finished ninth, you know, not like, Oh, I finished ninth. Uh, that's still okay. I get that. Does Joey have one coming? Probably, you know, and now we got and more right, drama and, you know what? That's, and all of that. Like, I mean, that's, and that's right. That's what we're here did. for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I got no, no issues with it. And like you said, you know, if you just put out the analogy to any race fan of, Hey, uh, driver X does this to driver Y, are you okay with it? Odds are they're probably yeah. going to answer yes until driver yeah. X is their driver and mm -hmm. their driver finishes. Ninth, so, well, and this, this will probably, this poll will probably be done by the time this poll podcast goes up. Cause I didn't put very much time on it, but so as I put this out there, uh, I, I put this out there 22 minutes ago, all right? It has 180 votes. The question was, in 2022, the bump and run is, and then basically acceptable, that's racing, bad for racing, 
or okay, depends on who does it. Now, surprisingly enough, I mean, it's it, the um, the acceptable that's racing is essentially at is getting two thirds of the vote, um, whereas uh, the next is okay, depends on who does it. At least those people are honest, right? <laughs> and then the other people who say it's bad for racing are not necessary. They they apparently watch Open Wheel, and. Um, Sorry, no. I, if no. you voted for that and, and you're listening to me, I'm just, I'm, but I'm rattling your cage, as as all Earnhardt wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she wanted to rattle his teeth a little bit. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I and part of the reason I did this is because I don't have a dog in these fights anymore. Yep. You know, so I'm not like invested as much as I should be. I'm more invested in how the fans react to these kind of stuff, and it's sure. sometimes. Comical. I wouldn't say comical. Yeah. Let's call it it's comical. It's, it's comical. comical. It is. I, I get you. I get where you're coming from. I mean, but I mean, I grew up, and I'm an I'm an I'm an open wheel guy. Okay, that's that's where I got my start. Is an open wheel. But I've been to a local short track. Okay, mm -hmm. I I see what goes on there. Yep. Um. All you day. know. <laughs> all day, every day, and you twice on Sunday. You got it. Uh, man. <laughs> you got it. And you know, like I said, I think that's why I put the last one. It's okay. Depends on who does it. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, insert if it was like, like you said, if it was maybe if it was Chase bumping out Logano, everybody would be okay with that. Uh, I I think it's a different. It's definitely a different tune. That's. I mean, that may be an unpopular opinion, but I definitely think it's a different tune. Well, it's a different. So. It's definitely. It's definitely a different tune if you're a Logano fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, yes, sir. Well, let's just and and we, and we were talking about this. You know, we hear all the time. Oh, I wish it was like the good old days. I wish it was like this. I wish it was like that. And you know, ultimately, you know, I and I wasn't even paying attention to back then. But you think about it. What you know, all of these people who say that, you know, they're back in the day. You guys had you had drivers so dominant. Yeah. That you know they were like laps ahead of the entire field. You know, who wants to watch that race? We've never had that. Well, how they you know, asked they asked the king that pre-race and he flat out said this it it's so different. Uh everybody's so good. You know, we all know that. Like, you know, they said, you know, will there ever be 200 winners? No, because you know, we we don't the we talk about lack of parity now. Uh I I mean it's it's it was a different ball game back then to mm -hmm. have one or two, you know, when you had, you know, uh, Petty and and some of these guys battling it out for a one-two finish. It was because they were the only cars on the lead lap that could battle it out for that finish. You know, so now we, you know, a, a big change in the game was when we added, and I'm drawing a blank when we did it, but when we added the the lucky dog pass to get mm -hmm. that lap back, that was, yeah, you know, that was a game changer. Uh, you know, and they've made improvements and the teams have just gotten better. And, you know, we talk about a lack of, of, of that now in terms of, you know, the haves and the have nots. But last I checked, that also is racing, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I know there'll never be a, another Richard Petty, uh, but that's OK, because you can still define dominance in today's era just as well. So. Yeah, and also keep in mind that I think a lot of that lucky dog too at least came too when they stopped allowing um, drivers to race around. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I mean, and hell, I mean, that was back when we had the single file restarts too back in the day. Like, I mean, that mm -hmm. was oh, what an atrocity that was. Like, we we lost out on the fan base on that one. You know, thank gosh, yeah. You know, we've got the 
double file restarts now and the, we got the choose rule which i absolutely love i mean mm-hmm. if 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 we really think about it we we the sport has gotten a lot better uh you know we we get this car figured out over the next year or two uh you know i i'll i'll go on record till i'm in the ground and say in the track or the sport is going upward not downward it's just a matter of who's paying attention and watching so yeah and it could be said too that you know I mean, I don't know how many bumping. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen as much as I probably should have, but how many bumping runs that we had with this new car, you know? So, you know, that could be a factor too. You know, this is something that, uh, the, you know, you've got to adjust with this brand new cars, yada, 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 whatever you want to put out there. I'm not saying, uh, you know what, every fan, you're going to, you're going to like it. You're either going to hate it or you're going to, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, I guess. Yep. Um, kind of like the weather, you know? Right. <laughs> um, nice segue, sir. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I I don't have a dog in this fight. Um, you know, I want to see something interesting. I want to see the personality. You know, we we sit here and we don't want fighting, but then we do want fighting. We do we don't we want personality, but we don't want to see the personality. We boo personality. Um, it's like I can't I can't keep it straight what NASCAR fans want. I don't even think they know what they want. Honestly, they they have this idea. Like I think this is how we are in this country right now. We have this idea of what the good old days were, and I don't think we even have a concept of if those were really good old days or we just hold on to some romantic point or part of it that we thought was good. But when you look at the whole big picture, wasn't that great? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we definitely romanticize a lot of things. That's definitely for sure. There is no doubt about that. Uh, I'll get behind that all day. Yeah. So, I mean, enjoy what you have. Cause if you didn't have it, then that's the other option. And that would not be fun. Absolutely. I'm with you. Uh, all right, man. We are headed to Kansas, uh, true Midwest. Uh, we got a truck race Saturday night, cup race on Sunday. How are things looking? Well, you know, I'm going to start early because I'm noticing more and more, you know, everybody now personally as a fan, you know, you know, you get tickets and you go to the whole week. If you go, you have the whole weekend. It's going to make a whole weekend of it. Okay. So if you're there Friday, yeah. I mean, Friday and Saturday at this point, we're still so far out there. Yes, yeah, but, we are a little early. But there are chances of showers and thunderstorms. They don't look like slam dunks, but then again, they don't look like, you know, something to uh, not pay attention to. So that way nobody can say, I didn't tell you. All right? That's what, you know, so, uh, I mean, it's hot right now. It's not going to be as hot going into the end of the week with the, the general pattern kind of flattening out that's going on right now. Uh, but it's still going to be warm. Uh, temperatures mid-80s on Friday, Saturday a little cooler. And that right now, uh, Sunday looks good uh, uh, and cooler. But again, a lot can change, timing, systems, all that kind of stuff. But for right now, I would say the target possibilities of showers are Friday and Saturday. And it's kind of like, I feel like at least this argument about bump and run is kind of like what we have with, you know, we have with this discussion about weather and, and racing and stuff like that. You know, we've, we've, it's, it's just, it's never, you know, everybody wants to say we need to, everybody wants to move the schedule and, but it's an outdoor sport. Okay. There are no dry, there are no days that are like a hundred percent dry all the time. Right. Trust me. I think I bet if NASCAR knew that they would be scheduling on those days. Absolutely. So, and it's an outside sport and it's a weather sensitive sport. All right. And you race over, you know, as somebody once tried to tell me, they tried to argue that, um, most were wet 
and they were only including like the weekend as a whole and saying, well, because this one, like, like one day of the weekend is rained on. So it ruins the entire weekend. You can't work it that way. No. So, no. um, um, practice look at gets it every- rained out, but you get all three races at scheduled start time from start to finish. That is a win. Like It is a win. And I mean, I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you right now. And if, I mean, I, you know, those who go for the trucks and those who go for the Xfinity, but if one of those gets rained out, but the cup doesn't, that's still, I consider a win. It's <laughs> a solid day. It's a solid weekend. You know, tracks happy. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, yeah, that's you. If, if the cup race goes off without a hitch, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if NASCAR a- would want to admit it, but that's definitely a win just from your tip, uh, you know, your draw perspective. I consider, yes, I consider to me personally, yep. I consider for me from a, that's a, if I can, if we can get through the weekend with a no track. Yep. rained on. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, I feel like people are now padding stats because like if practice or qualifying gets rained out, I get deemed like, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. look at the bigger picture right. here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm in God, and it's usually the diehards and God bless them. God bless them. You know, but there's so, if you've ever been to it, it's so much going on at a track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, overall it's not looking too bad. So if, if you get, if people check out, they'll see the, the results. Let's take a look at how we gone since we started this segment to where we are now. Let's see if I can find my, my Your... let's see if I can find the wonderful link that has it. So let me see here. Um, we have now 225 votes. All right. Um, it's actually going down. Acceptable. 65 now percent say it's acceptable. Okay. And 22 say it's okay. I actually, I don't mind that that's getting more uh, love. It's the, it's still at 12% is the bad for racing. So yeah. Yeah. 12% actually don't like the bump and run. Um, but the, uh, I'd say majority, majority, yes. majority say it's either it's, it's that's racing or it's okay, but. It just depends, depends on who does it. <laughs> I love it. Well, man, this was uh, this was a fun one. Uh, you know, maybe you needed to put a poll up before we do this every time and see what kind of fun topics. Only if it's only holes. if it's only if it's interesting. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, it was good to catch up with you, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, everyone, make sure you go follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Sir, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, we'll see ya. All right, great to catch up with Brian Newdorf. Uh, let's keep things going. Let's get to this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. After race weekend, tweet your Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. I'll read them out, tag you guys on some social media. Uh, my Lucky Dog, I'm going to keep things going, and I'm I'm giving it to Joey Logano. Boy got it done, picked up the win. Uh, lapped out, William Byron, not being able to pick up the win. Uh, and, and also... Uh, let's see here. I, I, am torn. Do I, do I want to throw it to the, to the lack of paint schemes or is that just me? That might be a side note there for me, just an aside. Uh, all right, let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner. Uh, let's see here. Lucky dog is, um, 2311 racing definitely seemed to be running in favor of wreckers instead of checkers. Uh, or I'm sorry, that was his lap down. Uh, Lucky Dog is going to Justin Haley, third place result finally, uh, and has a second lap down in the next-gen car, has 24 of 36 running at the end on a non-super speedway. That's a great, great call. I meant to bring that up during my race talk there a little while ago. Uh, That was just absurd. 
that half the field, well, not a half the field, almost half the field, uh, did not finish this race at Darlington. Like, we're not talking Talladega. We're not talking Daytona. We're talking Darlington. Uh, that many cars to not finish the race is absolutely crazy. I am with you there 100%. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lucky dog, Justin Haley with a P3 lap down. Joey Logano for a dirty ass hit. Chris, you and I agree on a lot of things. You're not going to like some of the things I've said this week on the show there. Oh, I love it. Uh, Fritz at Fritz 9824. Lucky dog, Justin Haley lapped down William Byron for not being able to take a little bump after uh, dooring someone. Guy G at not the other guy. Lucky dog, Joey Logano, aggressive, elbows out, getting revenge for an earlier incident and the win. Lap down, Hendrick team, 48 and 5, wreck out, 24. Looks like a crybaby on TV, and the nine manages to scrape together a good finish, but he was all over the track today. Ooh, aggressive from Guy. I love it. Jason at J.A. Stone 29. Lucky dog, the fans, for a lot of fantastic racing. Uh, damn, Joey Logano, you just made a whole bunch of HMS fans mad. That's racing, ladies and gentlemen. Hell, I'd be mad too, but lap down definitely the 24 for Joey. Wouldn't run his ass over. 22 is quiet but aggressive. Loved it. I'm with you. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky dog. The cars that were making it a three-stop race in the last stage that got the lucky caution. Lap down. Toyotas. All looked very strong and only one finished. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Uh, Lisa at LL Chanana. Uh, lucky dog, Justin Haley on his first top five of the season lap down the 13 drivers that didn't finish. Is this a record for Darlington? Uh, let's see. Let's take a quick peek. Just went over to racing reference for you. Definitely a record over the last, uh, you know, decade or so from what I could see. That's, that's for sure. Uh, bonus lucky dog. It's mother's day. Humor me us fans. Cause damn great racing. Fantastic. Lisa, uh, Matt, at Camper News Net, lucky dog Kevin Harvick with another great finish at Darlington after starting at the back of the field. Lap down, Joey Logano, as that was a dirty move as a result of what happened earlier in the race. Oh, Matt, you and Chris aren't going to like me today, I think. Uh, Michael at Mad Mike Nebby, a lucky dog, Justin Haley, lap down Logano for his dirty move on Byron, not even attempting a clean pass. Oh, I'm pissing some of the lap traffic faithful off here. I don't know. Numbers might go down after this week. Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon, lucky dog. Uh, Christopher Bell, the only undamaged Toyota to finish the race. Good call there. Lap down, Kyle Larson, one point for his efforts. Yes, uh, I told a buddy in another league to pick him, and uh, yeah, that didn't go too well. And uh, WRY Cape at WRY Cape. Lucky Doug Logano staying out of trouble to take the checkered. Lap down the jackass fan who threw a beer at John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, not, that's not smart. That's, that's just not good. <laughs> All right. That is this week's Lucky Dog segment. Let's close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. All right, this is the last week for segment one going into Kansas. We are going to crown a winner of uh, the segment one, and we're going to pick things up with segment two. Uh, we're going to add the cumulative totals, which will set the playoff field. But, but 
if you win segment two, it's an automatic bid into the playoffs. You'll knock somebody out, as happened last year. Uh, we had someone dominate segment one, fall apart segment two, fell out of the top 16, but their segment one win got them into the playoffs. So there's that. So come back and play if you haven't played in a few weeks and you threw the towel in. Um, fair game after this week at Kansas. So uh, I had a pretty decent week back in the top 30. I had Hamlin, uh, Noah Gregson, John Hunter Nemechek for 133 points. Uh, our week high this week was 143 points, uh, I believe. It was with John Hunter Nemechek and I think Kevin Harvick. Let's see here. Scrolling through. Let's see. 143. John Hunter Nemechek, Noah Gregson, and Tyler Riddick by uh, Steven at DFS NASCAR. I tried to get some uh, someone on and uh, just wasn't able to line anything up from a schedule perspective. Uh, but that's all right. We'll get someone on next week, perhaps. So uh, let's run down the top 10 in first with 1152 is Justin Hughes right behind in second with 1144 is Kristen Hoglin. Uh, something tells me one of those two are battling it out for a trophy. Uh, what uh, trophy hunting as uh, the theme with college racing this evening uh, in third place with 1075 is Tony Salt in fourth with 10. Uh, 70 is Jason Dickus in fifth with 1058 is Aaron Studwell in sixth with 1052 is Ray Caballo in seventh with 1051 is Henry Fletcher in eighth with 1047 is Michael Mason in ninth with 1043 is Jen Warrington and wrapping out the top 10 with 1041 is Alan Cavana. Uh, all right. Bonus points. Kristen is kicking ass with 11 bonus points. Jason Dickus is in second with seven. Uh, Eric McCollum, Kim James, Scott Boyes, Tony LeBay all have six. And then Brad Carnes, myself, David James, Henry Fletcher, Justin Hughes, Kevin Hahn, Mark Ludington, Matt Crowd, Blind Spot Podcast, Raker Bello, Robert Riggs, and Scott Wagner all have five. So if I could actually get my way into the 16th spot at minimum, uh, I uh, might be able to have some bonus points. So there's a reset. Uh, let's make some picks. All right, last week of segment one, we're crowning a winner. After this week, we're headed to Kansas with a cup and truck series. Two drivers that both had horrible weeks this past week at Darlington, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, will both be looking for a rebound. And they also just happen to be our last two winners at Kansas. Question is, do you have them left to pick? If you don't have too many options available, you might want to look at Austin Dillon. He's got back-to-back -back top 10s at Kansas. So uh, if, if you're thin on who you can pick, might be looking at the number three of Austin Dillon. Do we pick up our 11th different winner this year? Who will be the first trophy winner in the 2022 Live Traffic Fantasy League? We will find out this weekend. But first, it is time for my picks. Uh, truck Series, I am going to double down. And I'm going right back to the well with the four of John Hunter Nemechek. And I am torn between Kevin Harvick, Alex Bowman, and Tyler Riddick. Those are the three big dogs that I got left. Uh, and you know what? The hell with it. He had some speed this week, came from the back to the front. Let's double down on the fours, the four for the truck series and the four for the cup series. There you have it. That is my pick. Let's see what happens this week. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is 
is going to do it for episode 278 of the Lab Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Brian Newdorf, AJ Allmendinger, Daniel Hamrick, and Justin Haley for calling in. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!